Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is episode 12. This is Orla, your host again, and I'm delighted to be back with you. It's been been a while. It's almost two months since I did a podcast, but as I said, I like to do it when I'm ready and when I'm led by the Spirit. So uh, tonight is that time. Um, I'm currently in France at the moment. It's very, very hot and uh, I'm finding it kind of difficult in the heat, but it's evening now, so um, I hope I can do this podcast. It's cooler and um, have a nice air-conditioned room. So finally, uh, I can sit down and focus on this episode. So if you can see the title, which you've probably just read already, Are You in Need of Healing? Ask yourself that question, take a few minutes, think about it. And basically, you cannot be healed unless you first acknowledge that you need to be. So this is the topic for this evening. I have been talking about healing in the last episode, and it is an ongoing theme um, in the new, uh, in the narrow gate and life as a new creation, you know, born again believer. We are always healing. And healing is really part of the process of transformation. It is transformation. It's the sanctification. So we can use the spiritual words or we can just call it healing. But if you want to be sanctified and made holy, purified, um, which is the journey of the believer, and that's where we're supposed to be headed, we're supposed to be headed to be more like Christ. Um And healing is part of the journey. It's necessary. It's also, in the spiritual um, way of putting it, it's dying to the self. So if you are on the journey as a Christian, no matter where you are on the journey, at the beginning, middle, or you're a long-term mature believer, this is for you. Because we always need healing. Life is always going to present more problems, more challenges, And even if we get to a point and we forgive everybody, then something can happen and we can just be knocked sideways. And it can happen to a mature believer also. So let's never think that we've made it until we're on the other side um, in heaven and then God can reveal the mysteries to us there. So are you in need of healing? So If I ask this question, we can only have about three answers. (laughs) Let's look. The first one is yes. Somebody will say, yes, I need healing. I acknowledge I am a work in progress. You hear people say, I need God every day. Every morning I get up, I ask for God's guidance. I ask for his help. I ask for his mercy. I need God. So this is a person who acknowledges that they need healing And they are always asking for help and they're always um, looking out for areas of improvement. So they are healthy, I would say, healthy believers. The next person, are you in need of healing? No, not me. I'm okay. I don't need healing. What are you talking about? Now, many people have actually said that to me. What are you talking about? Like... To the point of what's all this nonsense you're talking about? Why are you even devoting your life to talking about healing? Now, I have had people say that to me, and I've had a very close uh, 
person in my life say that to me, which it's always surprised me that um, there was no engagement in a conversation around healing. Now, a person like that who says, no, not me, I don't want to talk about it. I think it's a load of nonsense. I don't know why. Why don't you just get on with your life like everybody else and stop talking about all this healing nonsense? If somebody responds in that way, it's more than likely they've been wounded, hurt, and they probably need more healing than anybody else. So it can be denial, deep denial, or maybe there's some awareness, but a deep, strong decision not to deal with it. And I've also met people who say to me, yeah, I remember a friend years ago saying to me when I was starting the journey and, you know, we were talking about these things. And she said to me, you know what? My family is dysfunctional. It's very crazy. Everything was crazy in my childhood. But you know what? There's a lot of work there and I don't think I'm going to do it. I think, she openly said, I think I'm just going to carry on doing what they did, my, you know, I'm just going to carry on the generational habits or whatever. Because, uh, you know, she had insight. I, I, give her, I give her that much. She had insight enough to know that the journey was long, painful, difficult, the narrow way. She made a decision there and then. She wasn't going to follow it. So this is why Jesus says, narrow is the way. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Of course, maybe choosing that path of destruction, they don't really know it's destruction. And I probably was kind of new as well on the journey, saying to her, I didn't say you're taking the road to destruction. It's just we parted ways at that time. I was young, she was young. And so I don't know where she is now, what she's doing on her spiritual journey. But she made a, she made a conscious decision that it was too much work. So that's one place where people can be. And denial is a difficult place to be because in denial, people get hurt. Oh, like they can be, um, they could have come from a very destructive background, could have had a lot of hurt in their childhood. And then they could have moved on into a marriage and also have an abusive marriage. And then they just go from relation to relationship. And it can be very painful to be in denial. So, um, Denial is something the person can only slowly come out of, uh, maybe little at a time, if it's genuine denial. And then the third response, are you in need of healing? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I am, I don't know. Tell me more. That's an openness. It's almost like the agnostic person. I don't know. I don't know if there's a God. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Tell me more. You know, it's a good place to be. It's open. They have an open mind. They know, they've read enough, the world is very, uh, nowadays it's hard to get away from the fact that the world is in a mess and there's a lot of online articles all over the place about dysfunction, abuse, everywhere, the church first, but now it's everywhere. And anyone who knows me, I write online, I write on Medium and I'm writing here, so that means I have to read a lot online and I'm also reading secular work, which I have to read in order to understand society. So um, 
yeah, I'm aware that uh, people are beginning to see. So um, one area that's very, uh, you know, coming up a lot now is narcissism. Narcissism is like people who have been hurt and wounded by narcissistic uh, people are now speaking out because they need healing. It's been too traumatic. The, the, the pain is too much. People are beginning to seek healing. That's really, really good. That's a good awakening in our society. Now, that's in the Western world. Over in Asia, I was over in Asia for quite a while, uh, three and a half years. They're not really dealing with this yet. So um, I can't say country by country, you know, but they're not actually dealing with this just yet. So um, it's a mo movement across the world that has to go around the, the world. This is the changing of the world that people need to be transformed. And this is how it works. God is doing work in the world. He's shaking it up. It started with the church. Oh, and all the shock horror everybody had with the church. But yeah, there was sin in the church, but it's everywhere. It's in governments, it's everywhere. So do we need healing? The world needs healing. Do you need healing? I do. I acknowledge I need healing. Every day I ask for mercy. I ask for God's help. So um, think about yourself and your healing journey. But anyway, let's just break this down just for people to think about and uh, so let's break it down what does healing actually mean so we're, we're just think of the human being we have the physical healing the psychological and spiritual so let's just look at the three of them so if i start with the physical healing it can be anything so we can um, have the minor things such as headaches stress maybe minor surgery or whatever. Then you can have accidents. You could fall, break your leg, break your arm. You need healing for that. You need surgery maybe. There's that kind of healing also. Um, uh, you could burns and all the different types of healing that a person needs physically from accidents. And then we can move into the physical, more the medical side of things where people develop uh, respiratory problems, heart disease things like that um chronic it can move into something um it can start small and it can move into something chronic like bronchitis or um, copd people might have heard of that chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and copd and anyway these are things that i just learned from nursing i was in the nurse i was a nurse for 20 years so i have witnesses witnessed people with every sickness and then you have cancers and the more terminal illnesses so what's this got to do with healing well we want healing that's why people go to hospital they want to get better they go to hospital help me fix me you know and so the doctors and nurses and um do their best and the researchers do their best to treat diagnose and treat disorders as best they can but there will always be the mystery, the mystery of where are these diseases coming from? Why are people getting them? Yes, we can say they're environmental. Yeah, they are environmental, some of them. Others are coming from psychological wounds and they can manifest as 
as physical. Okay, so health in general is is a big area. So healing, we have a responsibility to um, educate ourselves on health, good eating, good environment, exercise, that kind of thing. But then we have the psychological effects that could be behind it. So what I'm saying is what what do you think is behind your physical ailments? So just think of yourself. I really want people to think of themselves and not to be just generally putting it out there because if we can't bring it home to ourselves, we don't actually ever acknowledge that we need to heal. So I want when you're listening to think of something there right now that you are suffering with or you suffered with recently. Maybe you had the COVID, maybe you have asthma, maybe you have a headache right now and you're like, oh, I have such a headache. Why am I listening to this podcast? It's giving me a headache. (laughs) I'm only joking. But the headache, where is that coming from? I'll give you an example for me. For me in my 20s, everything's in my 20s because I started my healing journey in my 20s. I started to develop a lot of problems in my early 20s that I didn't really understand. I didn't understand what was going on with me. I wasn't totally, I was a happy person. But my I was a happy person in my mind, you know, I was happy and I like people, I love people, still love people. <laughs> I didn't know how much that could destroy me. But anyway, I did love people. I was kind of innocent that way. <laughs> and we are meant to love people. But, you know, I had, I was very broken. I didn't know it at the time. But it started manifesting in a physical way. And this, I'm just sharing some of my testimony to help you. So I didn't get headaches, actually. That wasn't my thing. So I used to get a kind of uh, irritable bowel syndrome, which a lot of women tend to get if they're under anxiety, if they have stress or anxiety. I think it's more common in women. You can, don't uh, don't quote me on that. You can look it up. And so I did have that irritable bowel syndrome. So that was a kind of a stress factor. I would say it was a good sign though. It showed me. It showed me that I needed to take care of myself because it was annoying me. So I had to do something about it. Then I um, remember getting, um, yeah, uh, tonsils. Yeah, my tonsils used to flare up a lot. So I used to get a lot of tonsillitis. tonsillitis. And anyone who's had tonsillitis knows that it's pretty hard going. It just wipes you out, just literally wipes you out. So I remember I was a young student nurse and I was always getting this tonsillitis and I hated it because I was flat in the bed. I wasn't able to do anything. It used to annoy me. Maybe it was God just saying, Orla, have a look at yourself. Irritable bowel syndrome. Tonsils. Now, what was I doing at the time? At the time, I was working as a nurse, trying to be a student nurse, living in a foreign country for the first time in England. And I was not very good at that. I wasn't very good at living away from home. I wasn't good at managing money. And I was partying like, like we did back then. So all of those factors did not help me. So what other things can you get? Uh, Also, some people can get skin disorders. 
eczema, you know, dermatitis, things like that. So all of those things can be signs to you that you need healing and not just physical. So the physical is the manifestation, but under, underneath that there can be something else. And uh, now I want to make it clear, I am not being like the story of Job where his friends were saying to Job, oh, Job, you must have sinned. Look at your life, it's falling apart. No, I'm not saying that at all. Having physical sickness or illness does not mean you're a sinner. Oh, you're, you sin so bad because you're really sick. I do not believe that and I'm not saying that. But do you think it's possible that beneath these things there's something else going on within you? That you're not addressing something psychological? So we can move into the psychological now. So sort of behind the physical illness is the psychological. It can be fear, anxiety, depression, low self-esteem. And where are these things coming from? You have um, it means that there's a kind of a pain that you're not addressing, that we are not addressing. And so what is this pain that we're all afraid of? So this is the problem. People aren't healing. They won't heal. The one who says, no, I don't heal. I don't need healing. There's nothing wrong with me. Don't talk to me. That defensive kind of way. Now that means they have a wall around their pain. And I can understand it's very painful for them. And they don't want to let anyone in behind that wall. Don't you mention that I'm, I need healing. I'm great. So they can set up, people like this will set up a really good life for themselves. You know, they can work hard. They can be successful. They can have a lot of money. They can have family. They can be, you know, pretty comfortable. And they can look great. So it's also, uh, it's a kind of a front. But don't go behind that wall they won't let you in so what is this pain it's usually a childhood wound something from the childhood it could go way back to being a baby so if it's a baby how are you supposed to know what it is that's why we need counselors and pastors and just prayer and things happen to people when they're babies and they don't know you could have had a babysitter that was neglectful it may not even be your parents could be a teacher at school. There could be then current hurts in, their, in your life like um, relationships with people in your lives, friends, family, partners, husbands, wives, children. Some people are very, some children are very cruel to their parents also. And um, not addressing the wounds means that you're not going to heal. So if you're, if you're really seriously listening to this and considering maybe, maybe I do have some issues that I need to look at, maybe it might be worth it. Maybe I could. And I, I, I just want to say before we go into any more of this, the reason for healing is so that you have peace and that you're happy and healthy and you have energy. Because that's what you get when you heal. That's the result. Yes, the result is a release of all your tension. You get peace, joy, happiness, fulfillment, and purpose. 
So people who are rejecting the gospel, they need to start being more intelligent about why are we actually preaching? What are we preaching about? I mean, this this is like putting the hand up to the to the gospel of Jesus Christ without even asking any questions. It, it really is a little bit ignorant, I think, in this day and age where the world is falling apart. Fair enough. If you're like, if you come from a Muslim background or Hindu, maybe you're not you don't know anything about Christianity. But if you grew up in a Christian country and you are hearing Christians who are finding freedom in Christ. I just think it's worth looking at. It's just worth taking a bit of time and seeing, maybe maybe God actually loves me. Maybe God actually wants to help me. Oh my gosh, have I really rejected God because everyone else rejected me? So that's what it goes back to, rejection, abandonment. It could be through neglect. It could be through abuse could be absent parents, absent whoever, could be a divorce, could be uh, cheating partners. A lot of people suffer with that nowadays. Failure, you could be suffering because of failure and uh, blaming yourself, but the failure could come back again to a low self-esteem. So these are just the things I'm saying about what could be healed, what's causing to be healed what's causing it and um, how can God heal us to get a life of purpose mission meaning peace joy fulfillment you have to let God in we have to let God in we have to stop running, running, running. This has been coming up a lot for me lately. And I don't even mean physically. A lot of people love to say because I travel that I'm running. I'm not running. My traveling is not running. Actually, on my traveling, I am learning to look at myself. Now, you can travel around the world and run from yourself, or you can travel around the world and see it as an opportunity to turn into yourself and pray to God because you have more time on your hands. We do have more time when we travel because we're not surrounded by family commitments like before. So um, the next point I want to look at is um, in the healing is the spiritual. To be honest, the spiritual is the number one. If you get spiritual healing, everything else just sort of works out, the physical and the psychological. So the under the real healing is a spiritual problem. It's all, everything is a spiritual problem in society. If you want to just go broad like that, why is the world in a mess? It's a spiritual problem. Why is there drug abuse? It's a spiritual problem. Why is there such unemployment? It's a spiritual problem. Everything is a spiritual problem. So let's just be honest with ourselves. It's just that you have to talk about this. Um, they say the gospel is an upside-down gospel. And I actually really like that because it is. The world keeps focusing on money, success, 
I need money for this, I need money for that, I'm going to be hungry, I need to feed my children, I need to buy a house, I need, I need, I need. And the spiritual says, you just need to be born again. You just need a new spirit. And when you have a new spirit, you belong to the family of God, and then God is your provider. And that means everything. So that sounds very strange, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound very strange because there's not enough believers in the world to make it seem that this can work. But if you get into Christian circles where people are on fire and they are actually healed or they are in the process of healing, you will be saying, hey, maybe there's something in this spiritual thing after all. Yeah, there is. And this is why I'm here. Yeah, I go along and people meet me and they just think she's just a regular person. Yeah, I am just a regular person. But I'm not tormented anymore with anxiety, depression, back pain, irritable bowel syndrome, tonsil pain. I don't have all those physical ailments anymore. I'm healthy. And if I get sick, I get sick. I, I, if I get sick, I get sick. I turn to God. I just say, God, I'm sick now. So what's happening? That's what I do. I, you know, I'm, I'm 50 now, so it's going to be happening soon. Yeah, I'm getting older. But I will always go to God with my sickness now because I've already seen that he healed me in the past. So how can, uh, how can we be healed? I just want to quote what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, the Gospel of Matthew 4, 4. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it's not the physical food we need, it's spiritual food. We need spiritual food. And um, that's where your healing begins. Yeah, it takes a long time, I know, and it's hard to understand it if you're not there yet. But I, I always like to say that um, if you're not on this spiritual journey or you don't know what I'm talking about and you are dealing with a lot of problems in your life, I think the 12-step meetings are really good for people like you because the 12-step meetings help people to look at their problems and see them as spiritual. And you don't have to be a born-again believer. You don't even have to know Jesus at that point. They don't actually, they just say, you know, come as you are and talk about your problems. And step one, they say in the 12-step meetings is we admit that we are powerless over alcohol or and then you just change the word alcohol. There are so many groups that are using those 12-step meetings because it is a spiritual program and it is a spiritual program. I'm not saying it's a perfect program. I'd say following Jesus Christ is a perfect program. But I do believe it helps many, many people. You can replace it with... Um, alcohol so workaholism you could say we admitted we are powerless over our compulsive behavior 
compulsion to work, compulsive to watch the wrong things on TV. People are addicted to sex. They're addicted to pornography. They're addicted to relationships, which is called codependency, by the way. Anyone who doesn't know that. Codependency is an addiction to a relationship. So anyone who's in those dysfunctional cycles where you have an alcoholic, usually their partner is the codependent. Usually, I mean, there are different dynamics, but I'm just letting it, I just want to put some real, you know, real life situations here so that um, being a Christian is not pie in the sky stuff, you know, it's real life. And you call upon the Holy Spirit to come down and help you in your situation. So that's how I'm going to end. So how can we be healed? So the first step is through prayer. And it's by asking the Holy Spirit to show you areas in your life that need healing. That's all you have to do. If you haven't already done that, I recommend you try that this evening or tomorrow or find time. You can do that anywhere. You can be walking, your dog, be driving your car. Just say, Lord, dear Lord, I don't know where you are in your relationship, but the Holy Spirit, call on God, please show me areas in my life that need healing. And then just wait. You'll start to see things. Depending on how much work you need, you may need a counsellor if it's very difficult. If you feel stuck in a kind of a situation that you can't get out of, but you're stronger emotionally, then coaching is good. You could go to your pastor, your priest. And then another thing that really works, um, if you go to your church or a church where they do worship services or healing services, and you just go along and sit sit at the back. I used to sit at the back a lot at these churches. You know, you can go in, you can go to a church where people don't know you and sit at the back if you prefer and just sit there with your problems and just pray and enjoy the worship and then just bring, present yourself to God and say, uh, you know, what is it that I need to make my life better? And then God will show you. We all need healing. So I would suggest that you would examine every area of your life. You know, just sit down when you have time, with pen and paper, iPad, whatever you use. Look at your relationships, all of them. How are they? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they toxic? And that can be your uh, friends, family, partners, work colleagues. Okay, all of those relationships, how are they doing? Some of them may have to go. Some of them may need work. Uh, or maybe you need to find good relationships. And then there's your work, finances, your health. And then overall, your purpose for life. God's will for you. Your destiny. Where you're going. What's the purpose of your life? can be many things. And then just break it down like that and get more calm. You see, when you're more calm, you have clarity, peace, prayer. Then you come out of this kind of confusion that, you know, the devil is at. The world is very chaotic out there, crazy. 
And I even got that experience, I have to admit. You know, I write on Medium, which is a secular web platform. But I really, really like it because I get a lot of information about what the world is like and how people are by reading articles. But I feel that if I read too many of them, I pick up the spirit of it, and it's a spirit of anxiety and fear. And I did that recently. And I'm like, gosh... If I was to follow all this advice, I would be running, chasing money. I'd be chasing relationships. I would be chasing power, success. Yeah. Because that's what the most popular articles are. So we need all these things and God knows all our needs. We need money. God says he will provide. We need clothes. He said he will provide. We do need money and we're all worried, worried about money. So then God is our provider. We have to trust God in that. And we need something to do. We need to work. We just don't want to lie there and say, oh yeah, I'll do nothing. God, God, you do everything. No, we have to work, but we have to find work that's meaningful and it's using our gifts and our talents. Some people are so desperate for money that they could even be writing online and they hate writing. And that's actually a bad idea because writing is really hard work unless you like it. Or try something else that you, you know you really don't like and you see how long you can last at it. And one, one article today I read on Medium about that and it was really good. If I can't remember the author's name, but it, it, he was right. Like he said, oh yeah, he was talking about side hustles. I'm sorry, I can't use your name because I can't remember. He was talking about side hustles and everyone's going on about having a side hustle because they're so desperate for money and they have their main job and they have a side hustle and everything. And because there's a panic in the world that we don't have money after COVID, and there is a stress, and it's genuine, real stress. And he's talking about side hustles. But he said, you have to stop having a side hustle that you hate. It's draining your energy. If you need extra income and you have more energy to do it, make sure, he says, it's a hobby or something you enjoy. So if you have a job and you do have extra energy, but you happen to like writing, great. That's wonderful. If not... Maybe you like design, do something else. Or maybe you just like something, you know, like a trade or something that you could go and do some odd jobs around the place. I don't know. Work in a coffee shop. It depends on your needs, you know. Anyway, I'm just putting everything out there because I've been reading a lot of these articles. And these are real people every day writing online about the problems that people are facing. And Jesus knows our fears before we have them. So what I suggest is you do that. Take out your notebook, go through every area of your life and then break it down and do one thing at a time. Look at one area at a time and work on that one area at a time. If it's money, finances, relationships, health and focus in on it. Focus in, just tune in. This area needs help and then keep praying into that area and ask for guidance and God will help you. One step at a time, one day at a time. And then you start then, okay, you're not just healed. It's not that, it doesn't work that way. 
what, what I'm trying to say is you need to get the mind into this thinking, this way of thinking. Okay, so I, I'm honest, I'm being honest, I did, I spent two days, the last two days reading articles on Medium as an experiment, kind of, you know, I just said, I'll experiment and I'll read all these articles, but actually it was really good feedback because I picked up so much anxiety from everybody, from the articles, real life stress. And so what I'm saying is God can't do it immediately, but if you can get yourself into a new way of thinking and say to yourself, I have to be careful, I don't get sucked into this worldly advice. Worldly advice. Some of it, as I said, was really good, but some of it is not good. So what's the worldly advice? The worldly advice is chase money, chase power. Yeah, chase money, chase power. But if you just kind of get in line with God, find time every day to have peace. You may be in a job you don't like. I understand. I was there too. And I was for a long time. And then I just had to actually stop and say, well, I couldn't just leave in the morning. I couldn't say, oh my God, I've just realized I don't like my job. I don't like my life. I think I'll just, no, I didn't. I had to sit down and make a plan, but it took a long time. I had to stay in that job. I was a nurse. I had to stay in that job for a very long time. It was so stressful. So I do understand what people are about. And I'm still on a journey um, and I've moved now into a career I'm moving into a career that I enjoy more, which is teaching and coaching and writing. It's much more me. It's much more what I like. Um, I feel more myself. I enjoy it. I can get really into it. It's exciting. And I feel I help people. So it's really, really enjoyable. But I haven't made my fortune on it. But that's okay. Because I have changed my mindset. I have said, I'm on the right path. It gives me joy. It gives me peace. People are responding to it. It's just a matter of time and that I don't give up. So it's the same for you. I'm just saying, um, I put this quote, this, this scripture in the newsletter here. And it's from Romans 12 too. I've said it loads of times. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so that's it. That's the joy of working with God. That's the healing journey. It's a joy. It's a pleasure. And that's where we're going. And the more you're on the journey, the more you're out of that craziness. And you can get sucked in from time to time, but the more you're rooted in Christ, the more you have peace, joy, love, and trust in God, you won't be satisfied with worldly stuff for very long. You have a look in sometime. I see a medium, I just go on, I read stuff, and I'm like, ooh, ah, don't like that. I'm not saying, I mean, this medium is a brilliant platform because it's got world, it's life, it's like real life. 
There's people of every walk of life writing on that. So we have to be careful, especially as Christians. Not everything is worth reading on those platforms. I block people immediately. I don't care. I don't want pornographic content on my page. I just block them immediately. That's my, that's my boundary. If I have to work online, I didn't want to work online. It's not my choice originally. This is just the way the world is going. I prefer to have more control over what I see, what I read, who I mix with. Um, but if this is what God wants me to do, then I have to have my boundaries and I do not tolerate any sort of smut and disgusting stuff online that I don't want. It doesn't feed my spirit. It's not of God, so I don't want anything to do with it. So guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And uh, that's all I'll say. So listen, thank you so much. I hope you found this useful. If you have any questions, I have no idea how this, um, you know, how this sits with people. I don't really know. But if you find it useful and you have any questions, um, feel free to leave a comment below. Or you can send me an email either. I don't mind. Um, always happy to hear from you. Thank you for your time. This one is a little bit longer, but um, maybe it was needed. So thank you for your time and God bless.